Hi, and thank you for joining us today on our podcast. Um, we've had a lot of people who, you know, come to us as clients. I'm um, wanting to know what tests can be done. They think they have um, this condition or that condition. They want to know what tests they need to find out exactly which one it is. And so what I want to ask everyone today is, do you really need a diagnosis? And for me, my thought is that you don't. You don't. Um, there are so many different things that are related. You know, there we have the basics that we need to get down to, the things that we really need to focus on. You know, we can look at, are you sleeping? Are you getting quality exercise? Are you eating nutrient-dense foods? Are you in a stress state? Is your blood sugar balanced? You know, things like that. Those are more important. Like it, having a diagnosis isn't really going to tell you much of anything unless you're in a critical condition where sometimes, you know, medical care is important uh, and it's important to get certain supplements and things like that for certain conditions. But I also think that there's a way around that as well. And um, we went to the School of Natural Healing where, you know, when you get, just get to the basics, you can pretty much resolve everything. I mean, there's the incurables program, which we've talked about sometimes too. Anyway, where, where do you think about all this, Daniel? Well, I will have to agree with you on the, you don't really need a diagnosis, but I've seen people that they'll get a, a diagnosis from a doctor and then it, it becomes a reality and they focus on that diagnosis. Well, I'm a diabetic or I have heart disease and they focus on that and they believe in their belief system. There's nothing that they can do about it. They're just how my name's Kathy. I'm a diabetic. You know what I mean? Like type two diabetic. And where your thoughts focus becomes your reality. So, and uh, yeah, so I don't know. I don't think uh, it's definitely not necessary. Right. I, I a totally lot of times I have family members. A lot of times the diagnosis is incorrect. <laughs> I have a sister that keeps going to the doctor and every one of them gives her a different diagnosis. Like, so yeah. what, what, what is it, you know? Right. And does it matter? Yeah. Does it matter? I mean, is, is she doing all the things? Is oh, no. she, uh, right. Right. And so a lot of times we're chasing those labels or they get a label that blindsides them. And then they're like, oh my gosh, I have this and it's doom and gloom. Yeah. And you know, it's, it's all the power of the mind. Oh yeah. You know, if you, uh, think I have this and you know, it's like, there's two, there's, two situations you know a, a doctor tells you you have such and such condition you have four months to live what happens the person either says oh my gosh i only have four months to live and they only make it a month or they say oh my gosh i only have four months to live and they go all out they're like i'm beating this you know i, I you know the doctor is wrong and they they're they're right then they go on to live, you know, a couple of years. So it's really what part, of, it's really mentally. It's, uh, I can't think of the word right now, but it, you know, there's so, there's power of the mind. There's, you know, your mind can do so much. It's just like the whole placebo effect, you know, when people yeah. take, take pills and things, um, <laughs> they work for them, even when it's a sugar pill or something, just because they yep. think it's working for them. 
Yeah. And so for me, a diagnosis doesn't matter. Um, I was diagnosed with an autoimmune condition. I don't say I have a condition because I'm not going to claim it because I don't. Um, but when we were talking about mine, um, I just claimed it, didn't I? <laughs> but my diagnosis um, said, you know, I had one condition. Um, I received treatment after fighting with my doctor several years, whole nother story. And it just completely changed it to a whole nother autoimmune condition. Does it matter which one it is? No, they were both, they both came from the same base. You know, I was a very high stress person. I still am. Unfortunately, that's something I'm working on. A lot of anxiety, a lot of stress, a lot of adrenal fatigue, a lot of past trauma. Those are what needs to be focused on, not what autoimmune condition is out there. It's getting to the root and finding out. So if something's wrong, you can tell when something's off in your body. If you know something's off in your body, you need to go back to those basics. For some people, they're just not drinking enough water. It can be as simple as that. And so they're going and having test after test after test. And all they need to do is drink water. Well, that's cheap and easy, right? Yeah. All right. Or maybe they're not exercising or maybe they're over exercising. It's also finding the right balance. So I think for me, it really doesn't matter the diagnosis, but then there are some people who um, it becomes their life. It's like, I don't know exactly the right words to use, but some people use it. It's like they, this is what I have and they're just kind of stuck. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And some people can even use it to make excuses for things in their life that they're not doing, you know, well, I would do that, but I have, I, but I have this or a lot of times people get it and it's just like, they give up on life. Like, well, I'm sick. So I'm going to let this illness limit my life. And Right, right. So it's just empowering, you know? Yes. Well, you know, that even goes back to like, I'm not the biggest fan of food sensitivity testing, um, but people will take a test for food sensitivity. I don't know if you've ever done one or know anyone Mm -hmm. who's done one. Um, So food sensitivity tests are, are pretty common and it will tell people, you know, if you're sensitive to certain foods. Well, there's different, it's very controversial because it could be those foods are in your system and that's why you're detecting them. Um, if you have leaky gut, you're going to be sensitive to all foods. And so generally, if you have more than, I don't know what the number is, I can't remember right now, but if you're sensitive to more than 10 foods, you have intestinal permeability. And so you're not necessarily sensitive to all of these foods. You have to deal with intestinal permeability. Um, but people will get these tests. They'll get this list. Oh my gosh, I can't eat anything. All the only thing I have left to eat are sweet potatoes and eggs and dairy, <laughs> and that's what they eat. And that's it. And you, you know, you say, well, you know, we need to work on your nutrition. We need to, uh, you know, where are you getting? You know, you need greens. Everybody needs some greens. Um, where are you getting your greens? Oh, I can't eat them because of my food sensitivity test. And you know. In years, you know, they're not eating those foods because of the sensitivity test. Well, you can't, you can't thrive that way. You're not going to get healthier that way. We have to find out 
you know, what was causing you to be sensitive to all these and, and get over it. You, it's not something that's supposed to be long-term, you know, there needs to be answers for that. So I don't know where I went on with this talking about diagnosis, but people will use the food sensitivity, I guess, kind of like a, a diagnosis. I can't have any of these foods where that's not, it's not the case for you. Wow. That's crazy. I mean, somebody like that, there's no way they get healed because <laughs> if you're eating like three foods, I mean, come on. Yeah. And right. also like you were saying, like that's, uh, well, maybe they use that diagnosis because they don't want to eat some of the foods that they don't like. So I can't have that food, but the reason they don't eat it because they don't <laughs> like it, you know. <laughs> <laughs> that's you, true too you can, can only have oreos <laughs> oh yeah yeah the, i can have oreos so i'm okay with that <laughs> oh. yes i think a lot of it I, you know i really don't know what it is you know um some people have well i'm mostly in the autoimmune world so i, I have a lot of clients with autoimmune conditions i like working with people with autoimmune conditions just because you can reverse so much and you know people are get made to feel hopeless yeah. when they get this diagnosis and so even in this realm you know i have the people who they want to do the things they want to reduce their medications or not get worse because you know they're told you know that you have this for the rest of your life there's nothing we can do you're gonna be meds for whatever and they keep going back and getting more and more tests Oh, now I have this autoimmune. Oh, now I have this autoimmune. And which is true, autoimmune usually comes in two or threes. Um, but if you don't deal with what's going on, you're going to keep having more and more different autoimmune conditions. Your body's on fire. Your body is in a very active fighting mode right now. And you're going to keep reacting to things until we get to the bottom. So let's switch it to like another condition. So if somebody comes to you and they have a heart condition, because you have a lot of people with heart conditions, um, is it important for them to find out what all is going on with their heart? I mean, not necessarily because, I mean, I, I, like I said, I'm not, of course, I'm not saying not to go if it makes you feel better. For a doctor to tell you it's this this and this and go ahead and do that but if that's going to make you feel like because that doctor's going to tell you nine times out of ten that there's not a lot that we can do you have to take these drugs and just kind of take it easy right you can go on you can go on meds statins yeah. or high blood pressure meds or yeah. um any of those and it's not true at all the heart is one of the easiest things to heal and that i mean uh, if you get a cardiologist especially a plant-based one, they'll tell you, yeah, the heart heals pretty easily if you start doing the right, if you start doing the right lifestyle changes, mm -hmm. because, and you know, and the thing is, it's like one of our biggest killers, heart disease is one of our biggest killers. I think it's number one, isn't it? I think it's, it's one or two now, it's, mm -hmm. it's up there. And for women, for, people think men, but it's oh, yeah. for women, yes. Yeah. But, um, and it's not just what we do. This has been proven now, even in the medical system uh, with people like Esselstyn. So, no, I don't think you do. Like, <clears throat> because everything that we do that we teach is going to help you reverse these diseases. Right. Right. Heart is a muscle. We can make it stronger. Yes. Yes. Well, okay, so let, this is another 
way around all of this too. The diagnosis, you're going to get a diagnosis. Where do you start? Well, everyone starts with their general practitioner. Yeah. Their general practitioner usually runs labs, maybe asks them some questions. And then depending on what they see, they send you to a specialist. And so you, you know what, you know, your blood pressure is really high. Your cholesterol is really high. Well, you need to go to a cardiologist or, or whatever. I don't know. I've never done it. Um, and so they send them to, I mean, I've gone to the doctor. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, so they send them to a cardiologist and they go to the cardiologist. Um, the cardiologist is looking at certain numbers um, certain factors, but what are the chances of the cardiologist asking them if they're drinking plenty of water? What are the chances that the cardiologist is talking about them about not using tobacco, not just smoking cigarettes, but chewing tobacco? What are the chances of the doctor talking to them about um, eating heart? Um, I don't know the word, heart enhancing foods, um, heart, foods that are good for the heart you know, eating foods high in beta carotene, lycopene, you know, our red foods. What are the chances of doctors saying, you know, drinking some hibiscus tea or some rubose tea would be really good or adding cayenne to your meals would be really good for your heart. And what are the chances of the doctor saying, the cardiologist saying, let's check your blood sugar and see how your, your blood sugar is. Not good at all. Yeah, he's probably, <laughs> probably not going to do any of those. I mean, he might do one of them, but it probably not going to do any of them. My dad, you know, he went uh, to the hospital for his heart. All they want to talk about is surgery. And this is the thing, you know, they want to do open heart surgery. But there, there was a study released four years ago showing that if a person is stable, which means they're walking in and living life, that open heart surgery offers them no benefit at all. Mm -hmm. I've heard but that too. The reason they sell it is because they make a lot of money doing that surgery. Mm -hmm. So... You know, and, they, and they're not going to talk about the only doctor is Esselstein, the only one, Esselstein and McDougall. And there may be two more that tells you that nutrition is the cause of heart disease and the heart disease could be reversed through nutrition. Dr. Kim Williams. Yeah. Dr. Kim Williams. He was, I think he was the director of the American Cardiology Association. Yeah. Um, and he said there's two types of cardiologists, those who read the science and eat plant-based and those who don't exactly yeah and he's he's a plant-based cardiologist um and he was the director of the american i want to say cardiology cardiology association anyway yeah yeah, yeah but he's plant-based because he read the science there you go yeah and you know we could go back and it's not the topic but we can go back and say our medical system is screwed up and it really really is Right, right, right. And sending to a specialist, you, have, you know, you have a heart attack, you know, or a stroke, go to the hospital. Yes, the cardiologist is exactly who you need to see. We're not saying don't go and to the doctor for an emergency situation like that. Mm -hmm. But if it's something that can be managed, get a second opinion, you know, find a doctor or a professional who can help you get to the root cause it's not what is your diagnosis. It's what's causing everything to be out of balance. What's causing your heart to race? What's causing um, this AFib? What's causing your high blood pressure? What's causing your high cholesterol? That is much more important than whatever the label is. It is.
Yeah. Um, for some people, it's their identity. I think that's where I was going before. Like, they're, I call them the Eeyores. We do have some Eeyores <laughs> in our world, you know, and it's, I have this and it just kind of becomes who they are. Yeah. And they don't really want to get better um, because yeah. if they got better, they wouldn't get the attention and, and stuff. And, you know, maybe, you know, there, there are people who we can't help. Yeah. And that so that is definitely a thing. So while Dr. Schultz and Dr. Christopher both said that there are incurables, there are no incurables. There are no um, incurable diseases, but there, there, there are. Are incurable people. People. Yeah. yeah. Because of attitude. <laughs> right. I think Dr. Morse would be agree with that as well. Yeah. That uh, it's all what, what you want, you know, what you, uh, if, you, if a label's going to help you. Yeah. Or a diagnosis is going to help you um, with, you know, then maybe, maybe you do need one. But if you really want to find, if you really want to get better, like really want to get better, do you really want to get better? I mean, that's the, the biggest thing. What is your why for testing? What is your why for wanting a diagnosis? Maybe that's the best question. Um, if that it motivates it, you, if, if a diagnosis will motivate you to get your life in check and do what you need to do to heal, then it would benefit you. But if it's going to demotivate you and say, well, no matter what I do, it's not going to help. So I'm just going to give up. If that's you, you shouldn't get it. I mean. Exactly. So that that kind of turns turns this on its head, because when we talk about plant based and eating healthy and making the lifestyle changes for some people, that diagnosis is the trigger. Yep. They know they need to eat better. They know they need to exercise, but they don't until the doctor says such and such is going to happen. You have I mean, I was the same way. Yeah, Um, I well, I actually thought I was eating healthy. But I didn't really tune into my health and really, really look, am I eating healthy? Am I doing the things until I received a diagnosis? And so I think there's a lot of us like that. A lot of people, they turn 50 and then all of a sudden they're like, I need to start eating better. I need to quit drinking so much alcohol. I need to exercise and stuff like that too. It's like when we start thinking about our own mortality, yeah, then we make those changes. And so for some people, maybe the label or the diagnosis is what, what they do need. Yeah. Yeah, so I started this conversation thinking no one needs a diagnosis. And now I'm like, ooh, some people do need a diagnosis. So yeah. it kind of goes back to my thing for everything. There's no one size fits all. Exactly. There's no one size fits all. None at all. Exactly. We are all unique. We are all unique. Different backgrounds, different thoughts. Yes. And I've seen both types of people that the people come to me with a diagnosis and it motivates them to get better. And they come to a guy like me. Like I heard you could help me with someone. So I'm like, yeah. But then you get another person, they come, well, is there anything we can do about this? I'm like, oh, so they've already gotten into your mind. It's like, yeah. But anyway, yes. So it depends on the person and what they're going to do with that diagnosis. Yeah. What are you going to do with this information? But the problem is a lot of doctors, the problem is they'll tell you there's no hope. All you could do is take a pill, you know? Right, and we will adjust your meds as, as you get worse. Yeah, well, what was that? Yes, you know? or you're borderline, blah, blah, blah. Um, you need to start this medication. Um, they don't tell you to change anything. 
No. When you come back next time, then we will start you on blah, blah, blah. And that's the problem. That's, that's yes. the problem. A lot, of people, a lot of people think the doctor knows all, which is not true, but they think that. So if that doctor tells them that, then they give up. It makes them give up. So right. it depends. It just depends <laughs> on who you right. are. You know? Right. Yeah. Maybe I don't know if I should go there or not, but maybe doctors need to be trained on, you know, how to say these things to clients too, or their patients for them. Um, because, you know, the way they word it and the way they say it is really going to affect um, their patient as well, you know, and but a lot of times the patients don't even hear it from the doctor. They just hear it from that phone call yeah. after the lab test. As a matter of fact, my husband had shingles a few years ago and he went, it, it, it was a severe case. And so he went to the doctor and they prescribed something to him and he went to pick it up it was for the the pain he went to pick it up and it, there were four or five medications like prescriptions i can't remember he went in to get pain medication for the shingles that was it one thing that's what he thought he was going to pick up and he went to pick it up and it, like i said there were four or five and he was like what the heck is all of this and it was like two kinds of pain medication a blood pressure pill i can't remember what else and he was like what no one ever said anything to me about high blood pressure a, B, he was in extreme pain when he went. You think your blood yeah. pressure is going to be high? Yeah. <laughs> you know, and maybe just being in the doctor's office, you know, can cause oh, yeah. your blood pressure to go up. But he was like, I'm not taking these. I'm not taking these. And he didn't. And he's, you know, he's fine. But my whole point is <laughs> no one even said anything to him at all. So he could have gone and picked up all, all five medications, you know, with no counseling, no why. Yeah, uh, that was scaring most people. That was scaring, like, oh God, I must be sick, you know. And right, I have my own opinions on blood pressure because that's like one of the easiest things to say. Oh, you need this drug for because you go to the office. Most people don't like going to the doctor, and blood pressure goes up when you're stressed out. It's just a phys yes. physiological response. Then White so we've got syndrome. blood pressure problems. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. a bunch of crap. You could go home and relax. Like most people do not have high blood pressure. Dr. McDougall is one of my, I say he's one of my mentors. I study a lot of his stuff. He said that high blood pressure is very rare. It's like, you know, like really? sustained all the time. You know what I mean? Yes. Yeah. Because I know like, well, my husband, he had a blood pressure cuff and he doesn't take any blood pressure medicine, but his blood pressure would go up just worrying about what the blood pressure was going to say. Exactly. Yeah. And I think I can control my blood pressure. Like before I have my blood pressure checked, I do a couple of deep breathing exercises before they even come in to do it. And mine's yeah. always really low. So is it really low or is it because I'm like, my blood pressure is really low and I'm just calm and relaxed before they check it, you oh, know, because yeah. I'm a pretty, I mean, you know me, I'm kind of, I can be really <laughs> hyper. And so you would think that my blood pressure would be, uh, be high, but it's really low. Yeah. It's a very, uh, Blood pressure is very sensitive to your emotions, and that's what most people have, and that's why it goes up. I mean, this is normal, okay? Yeah. You don't need a drug to uh, keep it down because you have anxiety or something. But, right, you know, yeah, that's, that's another story. That's another, that's another diagnosis. Another diagnosis. A and lot we need of to people get to know. the root. Yes. Yes. So in this case, it's anxiety of checking. And so what is it about that? Two, which I may maybe going off on a tangent. 
what is it about that? You know, why are you worried about what the readings is it? Are you worried about what the readings going to say for you? Or are you worried about what the reading is going to say to the doctor? You know, like, what is the worry too? I wonder. Essentially, well, the one that worries the doctor like that, oh, it's really serious. You're going to die any minute, all this, you know? Yeah, yeah. But, you know, blood pressure is, they tell you it's a disease, but it's actually a symptom of something underlying going on. I mean, it could be high cholesterol, too much stress. It could be, you might be too heavy. I don't know. You may eat really bad, but blood pressure is another one that's really easy to bring down with these lifestyle changes, you know? Right. It responds really well to these lifestyle changes. Right. And the herbs, getting into the herbs. Oh, yeah. Yes. Working on stress reduction. Mm-hmm. Maybe light exercise, maybe even over-exercising and eating um, nitric oxide-rich foods. Yes. Yeah. So, I don't know. So, in that case, yeah, we don't need a diagnosis for that. And, you know, kind of like my the autoimmune, yeah. it doesn't matter which autoimmune condition you have. It doesn't matter. Mm-mm. Yeah. And it doesn't matter how many you have. It doesn't matter. All they need to say is, yes, it's autoimmune or not autoimmune, if they even need to say that, right? Yeah. Well, I can tell you one thing. You'll never hear from a medical doctor. He won't go, you know, your body is a self-healing machine. And if you give it the right foods and the right exercise and the right sleep and the right meditation, and you can heal. Your body will just heal everything that's going on. You will never hear that. Amen. You'll hear that from us. For yes. Guys, like us. Dr. William Lee actually says that. You know, he said, you know, for us to think that a lizard can regrow its tail or I don't know what other animals he talks about, but that they can regrow these things and humans can't regrow anything. <laughs> yeah. It's like, wait a minute. <laughs> yeah. Why would these animals be able to regrow parts, but we can't. But then when you think about it, we can, you know, you cut your finger, you cut it wide open. You can even tear a big piece of flesh off of there. Yeah. It regrows back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so uh, we are, little, you know, we are made to heal. And you think about it, you know, if you like, if you put in the wrong fuel in your car, what's going to happen? I mean, you're going to know pretty much right away. Yeah. If you put the wrong fuel in your body. It's going to take a while. You know, if it's a poisonous plant or something, then, or you drink some poison, you're going to know right away. But if we, I mean, we eat food-like substances, our body can, you know, heal itself. You know, the liver will process it and heal itself um, for a while. You know, it's a long time before you know you're sick. That's why it's usually 20 years before you know you have a cancer or some kind of disease they're all they build up over 20 years because our body is so great at repairing itself but over 20 years after 20 years it's like okay bud yeah. <laughs> we, got, we got to make a change yeah. i can't keep doing this for you but it's miraculous anyway, yes it is the body is the body is fascinating so i hope <laughs> we got our point across Yes, yes. So if you need a diagnosis to get you to change, which some people do, then I think diagnosis is important. But otherwise, get to the root. Find out yeah. why you're not feeling excellent. Find out why you're not sleeping. 
Find out why you don't have the energy during the day. Find out why you're not pooping. Yeah. Yeah. And refuse to live your life as a sick person, as a diagnosis. Live your life, decide to live your life as a healthy, thriving individual. Yes. So thank you for joining us today. Uh, we'll have to think of some things that we can put in the show notes for this episode for, for those of you who are looking for more information. Um, look in our bios. We love working with clients and we always have different programs going on that we can help you with. Um, and we would love to uh, learn more about you. So comment, share, um, and please uh, share this information with your loved ones. Um, until next time. <laughs>